What's going on ATL peeps? It's Nav here again. Hope everyone is having an amazing Sunday. Tuan and I recorded a pod this morning because it's All-Star Weekend. We revisited our original picks, reacted to the actual picks, we did a mock draft, and just quickly did a little update on the MVP race. Um, As always, the NBA moves quick, and it was earlier announced that Embiid and Simmons are actually not going to participate in the All-Star game because of COVID. Uh, You got to remember, they're playing in Atlanta where everything is open, so no surprise there. Um, Blake might be a net, and who knows, by the time I'm finished with this sentence, there might be another Woj bomb. Anyway, uh, enjoy, and thanks again to Jesse for coming on our last pod. We had a blast with that one, and it seems like you all enjoyed listening to that one as well. So hope everyone has a great Sunday, happy All-Star Weekend, and we will, or you'll be hearing from us next week, and We'll start uh, counting down the second half of the season. Take care. Welcome to episode. Let's start now. Welcome to episode twenty-nine of Around the League. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon, and we are live via Zoom. Tuan, what's going on, man? Hey, not too much, man. I'm just a little upset that we are in the studio together. It's been a while since we've done a legit Zoom call outside of the one that we did jesse the, the other day but um yeah sunday sunday afternoon all-star game coming up this evening i'm just chilling in toronto enjoying the uh the cn tower view uh what's you been up to baby not much man this has given me sort of like march vibes when we just started and i remember like jumping on zoom and we were doing like hour-long podcasts and it was super awkward because we were just starting to get used to this entire thing and it's so much nicer to talk in person but you know what, to be honest, I kind of like these Zoom calls and I feel like this is something that we could probably do more often. Yeah, we've, we've, we've got caught up before where we weren't able to get together uh, on the Saturday, so we've had to push back some podcasts, but definitely try to um, take advantage of the Zooms. Hopefully, I just, for myself, I know the quality of the sound isn't always as great as being in the studio and obviously the face-to-face um, interaction is a lot better with you there, but um I definitely want to get more content out there. And I think this is probably the best way to do that. Yeah, I feel like um, once we can nail down the sound, it'll be a lot better because, yeah, it's kind of convenient. You know, I can you can just pop on your laptop and just have a conversation and record it. And hopefully yeah. maybe we can even start uploading videos on YouTube and whatnot. But anyway, yeah, I just want to give you a quick shout out, Tuan, because I got a massive UPS delivery the other day. And inside, the contents inside were just Adidas goods courtesy of you via your discount buddy I got like honestly like five pairs of shoes for the price of one so just want to give you a <laughs> big ass shout out for that yeah I got I got some stuff too I got some like running shoes and just like some running attire uh apparel and like accessories that I needed for the springtime trying to trying to get my cardio back up where I need to because uh, I've been slacking with with these lockdowns coming every other month what, well, what, what you got? What was the best thing that you man that you got from there? I got a lot. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it up, pull it up right now. Right now I'm rocking my Nike Blazers, but man, don't don't come at me with that shit. But however, I tried on the NMDR1 shoes yesterday, yeah, and they were unreal. Might be my favorite sneaker, like in terms wow. of comfort. Yeah, they're comfy. They're comfy. They're not as like stable and solid as like ultra boost but they're comfy for like one yeah so i got a pair of ultra boosts for work nice. um you know just to keep like you know something light on the feet 
So I got Ultra Boost. I got uh, the ZG21 golf shoes. I got the NMDR1 shoes and a pair of slides. Wow. Steel. 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 It was a steal. And to, got- be, to be honest, Adidas golf shoes, I've only wore Adidas golf shoes in foot choice. Adidas golf shoes are hands down the most comfiest golf shoes I've ever worn in my life. Yeah, I've never worn anything else but the one pair that I have. Um, I, I think the sick pairs that you have, and they're the ones with the, the boost midsole, and those are super comfy, but I've never worn any like pairs um, golf shoes, so I can't say. Well, take it from me, a terrible golfer. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tuan, let's, uh, let's start talking all-star. Um, to be honest, like before, before maybe this weekend, I was not looking forward to the game. I think that there was a lot of anticipation this week with Kevin Durant and LeBron James picking their teams. And as soon as I saw Team LeBron, I was extremely hyped to watch this game. And I want to get to that um, shortly, but let's just talk All-Star Game and just sort of our experiences growing up. Uh, what was your favorite All-Star Game? What, what comes to mind in terms of like fond memories? So I got, I got two um, All-Star Games or weekends, you could say, uh, that really come to mind. First one would be, I think this one's probably yours too, the 2000 All-Star Game. Um, I believe it was in Oakland at Oracle with, with Vince Carter making his debut. And that was where basically he put Toronto on the map with that dunk competition. And then the second one would be 2017 one, I believe, where it was um, held in Toronto. Um, and that's where Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon had that dunk off. And then I believe that's Kobe's last All-Star game as well. Uh, so I, I just remember the one in 2017 in Toronto where it was like minus 20. Uh, it was, uh, I think it was myself, Gage, Stefan, George, a few other guys. We were at like a St. Louis down, downtown Toronto by like the Eaton Center randomly because we couldn't find, we couldn't find any seating for anything else. And I think we were with some other guys and that was a great, great uh, All-Star weekend. But it was just minus 30. Everyone came to Toronto. You know, we have that... Uh, everyone views Toronto as like the, the Arctic basically. And it was confirmed that day that it was, you know, it was just a bad, bad look for Toronto being like minus, yeah, minus 30 degrees Celsius. So okay, that, well, that's actually really funny that you say that. Cause I don't think we've talked about this before, but I was in Toronto that weekend as well. And I was actually watching from a St. Louis, but I was like by Maple Leaf Gardens. So I, I, I was with Blair and him and I were watching out of St. Louis as well. <laughs> yeah, maybe the one down the street. I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why we didn't watch together. But, but uh, yeah, no, that was, I was going to say that I think last year was my, f- well, I have three. Last year was definitely up there because I think the Elam ending was a home run. The NBA knocked that one out of the park. The competition level was out of control. Um, I remember it going down to the wire. You got that that picture of LeBron being guarded by Giannis and like all the celebrities basically on the court because it was so hype. Um, The Kobe tribute was amazing, but Toronto 2016 or 2017 definitely holds a special place in my heart only because I was there from Friday to Sunday. I remember I was staying over at Blair's place and we were walking downtown Toronto and you could feel the energy. 
And when you walked by the Adidas store on Queen, when you there was like pop up Jordan Labs, and mm. it was just very very cool to see because um, you know everyone talks about All Star Weekend being a whole weekend festivity, and it's not so much about the game; it's about everything around it. But we actually got to feel that firsthand when it was in Toronto. So definitely um, that one holds a special place in my heart. But Vince Carter, I, I think it was like two thousand and three or four it was he went baseline on Kobe and did a 360 um I forget which game that was but that was definitely my favorite only because I remember Stefan Marbury coming up clutch at the end of the game and actually winning it yeah um, I remember that I, remember I forget that. what year that was but I just remember being actually at the edge of my seat for that particular game um and out, out of all people Stefan Marbury coming up clutch winning that game and you know yeah the east beat the west it was that was probably my favorite one True. Yeah, those are those are good ones. Uh, yeah, I have fond memories of Oscar games. Uh, they're they're always something to look forward to, and um, hopefully this year is, is the same. I do. I love the Elam ending too. I hope it goes down on the wire. Hopefully not a free throw. Hopefully someone gets the clutch, and maybe, maybe some can take someone can uh, maybe Chris Paul can take Lowry's spot and take two charges in the in an Oscar game this year. Well, let's talk about these rosters real quick because. Um... Yeah, Team LeBron's kind of like my basketball, like, fantasy right now. Like, if I were to draft a fantasy team, it'd be literally the starting five for Team LeBron. He not, yeah. in, my, in my opinion, he knocked that one out of the park. And just want to do a little humble bragging right now. I think, I think everyone that I drafted last week, except for Vucevic, is on this all-star team. Like, Yeah, I... I forget what yours were, but uh, a few of my a few of the guys that I have picked, like Freddie and Bam, aren't on there. Um, I know Vucevic, Randall took their spots, which I'm not too happy about because I think you should award winning a little more than stats on an you know on a you know under 500 team. Right. Uh, so let's let's talk about that real quick. So out of you know we did a draft a couple podcasts ago. Uh, what was what were you most shocked about? Most shocked about, I would like, say, I, I would say, seeing Vucevic in there. To be fair, every time the Raptors play him, they sh- completely shut him down. So that's like the most um, airtime I get to see of him. I know he's putting up great stats, but his team's not winning, and I get that his team's injured. You know, they're they're missing a, a bunch of guys like. Isaac and Fultz, um, but yeah, he's on a he's putting great stats up on a on a crap team. But I would have loved to see Freddie in there. I think the Raptors are the only team in the top eight of the East that don't have an All Star, just because the top three players are borderline All Star players with Siak and Lowry too. Um, that's the only gripe that I have um, in there. I understand that Bam. I know the Heat struggled out of the gate. Um, and Julius Randle is playing really well. So in New York's playing really well, which I love to see. I love to see New York doing big things. So um, that was my only thing. I think the rest of the roster is pretty solid. I think I had everyone um, out of the West. I picked everyone out of the West, especially Mike Conley. Give it up for Mike Conley for being um, getting that bid for his first All-Star game in, in his 14-year career. So I'm happy that he was able to get in there, join uh, Gobert and... Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, what about you? Do you have any, you know, 
issues with with the the reserves that were picked outside of um, or compared compared to what you currently had? No, not at all. Like I think that there was a little bit of shock and surprise when Conley got put in instead of Devin Booker over DeMar DeRozan, but I would have given it to Conley only because they're first place in the West. And I think you got a, you got a award winning. Um, I could see DeMar DeRozan becoming or being a part of another all-star game in the future. Um, I still think he's got a long career ahead of him, but um, yeah, no, I think like, honestly, the only thing, the only player that wasn't in my draft was well, now Mike Conley, but Nikola Vucevic, because I had Jimmy Butler in there. And sure. I thought, you know, I think I think he didn't make the team barring injury, or sorry, given his injury history this year. But I would like to see Jimmy Butler in the All-Star game because he's so much fun to watch. I think he's like, he's a character and he belongs in the game. Yeah, He's, he's a perennial All-Star for years to come. And I would say that, that that's kind of a snub in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I get the, the reasoning behind not being a part of it though. So you, you you want to be able to give it to guys that are healthy, but contributing to their team and not just based off of the track record that, that he has, but for sure he's he's a future all-star for many years to come just because of how well constructed Miami is and how how far that team will continue to go if he's able to stay healthy. Yeah. I mean you gotta you gotta definitely give credit to Nikola Busevich. He's he's balling this year. And it's good for Orlando. It's good for that market. It's good for that team to, to have an all-star come out. Yeah, I'm, I'm not hating. I love that, sir. So we're, we're, we're on the same page here. Yes, sir. Well, do you want to do a little draft? Yes, sir. Yes, I am. I'm excited to do this. Let's. Um, yeah, how do you want to do this? What, what, what's your format team, here? team Tuan and Team Nav. I say you can just have the first pick. We'll obviously pick the starters first. And yeah. then, uh, and then we'll pick our reserves. If I, I hope the listeners enjoy us picking these teams, but uh, if not, maybe they could press mute for the meantime because I really want to. Because I really want to do this. Yeah, no, I, I I'm so down. Okay, so uh, we're, we're we're removing Kevin Durant from the starting lineup, adding Jason Tatum in there. Yeah, and then um, removing Devin Booker and removing AD from from their reserves. Right. Right. Okay. Cool. Okay, so I don't have I don't have to like act like LeBron. I could just pick if I wanted to pick you know someone outside of LeBron or outside of Kevin Durant who are the Hey, you don't have to team. you don't have to pick LeBron. I don't have okay, to pick sorry. LeBron. I might okay. not pick LeBron. Okay, I, I hope I don't get the last pick. <laughs> but uh, okay, all right. So my first pick in this 2021 All Star Game draft, I'm going with Steph Curry. You know, I just I just pulled a Steph Curry top shot card yesterday. So a little hyped about that, you know, it's going for a few hundred bucks. So, and I, yeah, obviously I just like um, his style of play. I just hope he gets hot in the game and scores four or five threes in a row and gets the, gets the empty crowd going, in, uh, going there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not looking forward to any of the halftime uh, events like dunk competition or skills competition however i don't think i've ever been as excited for a three-point competition as i am this year so you know for for as bleak as i you know anticipated this all-star game you know i wasn't really looking forward to it but i am actually pretty pumped up for this game in general but specifically 
the three-point competition because I think Wardell might go per- <laughs> I think he might go perfect. I think he might go perfect tonight. That that's a stack. That's a, that, that's the most stacked three-point contest ever, right? Um, maybe we had play in there uh, a few years back. Um, then that would have obviously made us a little better. But just based on the star-studded cast here, we don't have like a random rotational player or a guy off the bench. It's all legit all-stars in this, other, in this competition. The other thing too is just shout out to all the participants because, you know, we always give Dame credit for being a killer, for being a team player. Uh, but him not being a part of this three-point competition is kind of suspect and the fact that he dropped out because he is a part of the game. And his reasoning for rest is just kind of strange, in my opinion. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to everyone that's putting themselves out there for this particular skills competition. Because, you know, when you look at the dunk competition, the best dunkers don't always participate in the competition. And I've always believed deep down that it's kind of like they don't want to put themselves out there and they don't want to uh, jeopardize that reputation that they have. Mm-hmm. You know, Steph is highly regarded as the best three-point shooter. Well, he is literally the best three-point shooter of all time. And the fact that he's being a part of this event and putting himself out there in a vulnerable position, he's also starting this game. So he's going to be exhausted, yet he's going to participate in three-point competition. So I just want to give him a big shout-out because, you know, he's putting himself out there. Yeah, has, he's won one, right? He's won one. No, I don't know. I know Clay's won one. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if, he, if he's won one. But, yeah, it's, it's awesome to see him in there. You want to see the best of the best. I hate that like LeBron or like even Zion are a part of like the Santa competition. Obviously LeBron's past that phase now, but it sucks because these guys are so um, keen on keeping their brand and their image clean and not having any, uh, any marks on there. Uh, like Zion, like why not? Why not? Like he would have just been the fourth participant. And I, I think he just doesn't want to lose to guys like Cassius Stanley, who's like playing in the G League and I get it. I get that, but he would have been able to like revitalize the, the dunk competition if he, if he actually was participating in it. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think the last like legit superstar to actually participate in the dunk competition, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was Vince Carter. Uh, Zach Levine. Would you call it consider Zach Levine? Oh no, I guess not. Well, this could be this could be a podcast, and it's. I just literally thought of this topic: who's who has who's going to have a better career, Zach Levine or Vince Carter? That's actually a legitimate debate. But I think uh, in terms of uh, in terms of like superstar status, Vince Carter might have been might have been the last one. Dwight Dwight went into this prime superman. Dwight, I'm thinking Dwight. I know Dwight's a role player for Philly currently. (laughs) Okay, well, when he was his prime. when he was, you know, wearing that cape and having that ass on his chest, he uh, he was an MVP candidate. Come on, give it to him. With my first pick in this draft, I'm going. I'm going LeBron James. Wow, all right. And I'm going LeBron James only because he actually brings it in All Star games. He does. He try. He try. He tries pretty hard. He's he's sneaky. He's sneaky. Tries extremely hard. <laughs> Okay, so we're looking to win the game, right? Our team is looking to win the game, or are you trying to get like the best, most exciting? You're trying to get both, obviously, but you know, I'm I want to. I'm trying to win this game. You're trying to win this game. All right. Well, 
Okay, all right. Let me see. Let me see here. Um, you know, I like I like to have some solid points with my my victory too. So I'm gonna go with Kawhi Leonard. I know he's gonna be a guy that I'm gonna depend on late in the game. I'm gonna have a bunch of guys that are gonna be able to give you stylistic points, give you nice, you know, logo threes. But when I need a bucket, mid range, late in game, Elam mending, I'm going with Kawhi Leonard. I like that pick. I'm going with Kyrie Irving for the very same reason. I think uh, when it gets down to the wire, he's a guy that I would like to take the last shot. I, I also just really like the thought of those two playing on the same team after those comments that Kyrie Irving made. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be, it'd be a very awkward, it'd be a very awkward interaction for them to have to spend the entire weekend together on the same team um, after those stupid comments that Kyrie Irving made. I wonder if he's going to say anything when LeBron's up the line, you know, this is the best they play for free throw shooter. <laughs> hey, you never know with that guy. You never know. Okay. All right. All right. Um, he might even burn Sage before the game. You never know. <laughs> you might. You might. Yeah, exactly. You never know. All right. I'm going to go a little off, off, off the board here. Not off the board, but probably not like super popular pick. Um, especially for the All-Star game, but I'm putting with a playmaker, a big that's going to give me some rebounds, and a uh, Serbian national, Nikola Jokic. Ooh, I wanted that one. Jealous. I actually really like the nickname that LeBron gave to this particular player when they were drafting. So my third pick is going to be Luka Magic. LeBron called him Luca Magic. I actually really like that nickname for him. Um, I got a lot of point forwards on this team. Well, two. Yeah, you're you're playing in the modern NBA now. I guess you're gonna have a bunch of those guys that are now teeners and harbors a position. Let me see here. I my shooting's pretty good. And I, I probably need like a guy that's gonna be able to um, catch some lobs. So I'm going to go with Giannis, two-time MVP, Antetokounmpo, a guy who's being vastly, vastly underrated this year just because of the, the, the voting fatigue. But again, he, he has a case for another MVP if they can reel off a bunch of games in the second half of the season here. Yeah, that's a he's at a tipping point because I could see uh, Milwaukee going either direction this year. You saw that stat, like, they're just crushing very bad teams at the moment. They've had a very light schedule. I actually see the going getting very rough for Milwaukee. I don't think they're going to end the season the way that uh, the way that they have in the past. But uh, yeah, like I, if they if they finish strong, he's definitely up there as a candidate. My gut tells me that they're actually. I don't think they're going to finish very well. You don't think so? I don't know. That's just that's just what I'm thinking. I, th I think with, I know Drew Holiday was up for a bit there and we would understand how important he is to that team. So I, I, I think that we can um, just basically say that, you know, it was a bit of a write-off for them in the first half because how much games that he missed. So I think they'll be better with him getting more integrated into, into his, his position, into his new team. And I, I think they'll do well in the second half there. Uh, my fourth pick 
is going to be Joel Embiid. And, you know, it's funny that we talk about Giannis and then talk about Joel Embiid after. It's really interesting how last year when Nick Nurse was coaching the Eastern Conference down the stretch, Nick Nurse was getting the ball to, to Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid was posting up in crunch time. And uh, you would have thought the ball would have gone to the MVP, but it actually went to Joel Embiid. So I'm going to pick Joel Embiid. I think that uh, he's, he's ready for the moment. You know, if need be, and they, they call his number, he's ready for the moment. He's the MVP. He's probably leading the MVP race right now. And we'll talk about that later. But yeah, fourth pick, Joel Embiid. Well, let's not forget that Nick Nurse also had Kyle Lowry and Siakam in the last minute of that, of that close game. So uh, not, not sure how much uh, weight you want to give to that. But uh, uh, for, my, for my fifth pick, I want to round off my starting lineup with another shooter, um, Bradley Beal. Uh, the points leader, bucket getter, in in Washington for uh, for my last pick. I think that you know gives me great shooting. Got you know great def- defensive uh, players in there with Wyatt Giannis, and you know my starting five is looking pretty good, man. Uh, your starting five would get their asses kicked by mine, but uh, I think the only way to settle this is a a ver- like a two. We have to simulate this on two K. It's okay, yeah. And see what happens. We got to um, play it a thousand times and see and see the percentages there. Well, going back to Nick Nurse last year, he might have also injured Kemba. I think Kemba played like 40 minutes and then literally, <laughs> literally after fell off the face of the earth. You might be right. You might be on something there. Which was kind of like a which was kind of like a sneaky little little move there because well, we lost to them in the playoffs, but I think there was something. I think there was ulterior motives behind playing Kemba that much last year. That's hilarious. I did. I forgot about that, but I remember there was outrage that he played so much, so many minutes late in the game too, with all these other guys um, waiting on the bench. Well, I think uh, speaking of Boston, that leaves me with one pick, and that's the 18-year-old Jason Tatum. <laughs> Man, I, 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 there, there wasn't like a. Can we a talk? Name? Can we talk about uh, Tatum for a second? A becoming a starter and he wasn't even on your list okay all right he was on my list because Jalen Brown's having a better year yeah and the Celtics were under 500 when when they made the, the selection so I just had to pick one I know I, I knew he was going to be on there I was just you know giving my my picks there I, I would have liked to see Fred in there obviously over some of these guys but well to be, Tatum, to be honest like I was very jealous of your uh, Fred Van Fleet rationale. I, th- I thought you knocked that one out of the park. Um, and yeah, like everything you said made sense. Like this guy should be an all-star. The we, we, We'll talk about the Raptors woes late. Like the Raptors probably have the worst luck in the NBA um, given what's going on right now. But on top of them having to play in Tampa, yeah, now, th- exactly. now they're getting, now they're getting ramsacked by COVID. Um, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just, one thing after another for that team. But yeah, I, I was definitely jealous of that pick, that Fred Van Fleet pick. I'm shocked that Tatum is a starter. I could have seen him being a reserve. I can think of maybe like Harden. Harden definitely should have been a starter over Tatum, in my opinion. I, yeah, I think it was just based on, on the voting and how it was um, constructed uh, based on like the weights for the, the players vote, the 
media vote and the fan vote. So I think he just got up because he was next in line as he is, you know, a 20 year old. No, he's actually, he, it was his birthday the, the other day. Uh, how, how old is, how old yeah, is Taylor? So he's actually, he's actually 23, but I also saw like another random post on, on Twitter and it was Obi Toppin's birthday. Guess how old he is? He's 23 too. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Obi, yeah, Obi Toppin, like a rookie for the New York Knicks. And we got this guy, um, Tatum, who's been in the league for what, like five years now? He's been in the Eastern Conference Finals for four out of those four, five, six years. So it's crazy to see him like being compared to a rookie and how much he's been able to accomplish. And it's it's pretty amazing. So he's, he's an awesome player. I, I love watching him play outside of him shitting on the Raptors. Absolutely. So what, what do you want to do for reserves here? Do you want us to list them off? Yeah, sure. Uh, like, list. What do you mean, list them off? What do you well, want? Well, maybe to go? maybe we shouldn't go into as much detail, or else we'll yeah. be here, we'll be here till five p.m. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. How about you get you get the first pick from the reserves then? Sure, Damian Lillard. Okay, easy. Dame time. Dame time. All right. Uh, for me, I'm going with Zion. I, w- I want that. I want that excitement. You know, he's a, he's a he's a first time All Star. A fucking high flyer. Let's let's get it. He's gonna be super excited to watch. I think Zion's gonna have a awesome All Star game tonight. And one thing about Zion is like it's he's he's been hyped up since he was in high school. Don't get me wrong, but playing in New Orleans is not is not a good market for this guy. Um, this guy could be just a walking endorsement if he wasn't playing in, in new Orleans. And I think that uh, this all-star game will be very important for him in terms of his reputation, because don't get me wrong. He's definitely hyped up, but like he gets enough hype, but I think that uh, he's actually underrated in a way. Cause you don't, you don't really get to watch Zion. No, you don't. And his efficiency is off, off the chain. He's playing so well for, for a second year player. He's the fourth youngest all-star ever. Um, I think that says a lot about his maturity and the, the way he's developed his game. He's not just a dunker. He just has an amazing touch around the rim, plays with, you know, great explosiveness. Yeah, just overall great young player. And I would say he's probably the second best 21-year-old outside of Luka, like 21 or younger. I think him and Luka are, are definitely the future of the league. Oh, absolutely. And, um, yeah, like I'm just thinking – I you really don't get to watch New Orleans play unless you're staying up late. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of their games aren't even nationally televised, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, yeah. New Orleans is kind of a problematic franchise. Like they had Anthony Davis for the longest time and you're starting to, I feel like people are really starting to understand and like experience Anthony Davis for the first time since he, since he got moved to LA. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. They, they, they definitely fucked that up. For him, they just drafted or they drafted poorly. They surrounded him with the bags and not shooters. Same thing that's happening right now. Like we could definitely go on about this, but yeah, I don't like the way I don't like the um, direction that they're going with him. They, they need to surround him with more shooters. My second reserve is going to be it's actually me, Zach Levine. Okay, alrighty, and it's going to be Zach Levine because the guys. The guy is a stud, and I think he needs to – I think he could be most improved this year. Yeah, 
Yeah, he well, he had, he had a pretty solid season last year. He was a he was a borderline All Star last year. Well, we talk about that good to great leap, and we're giving Jalen Brown a lot of credit. However, Zach Levine's made the same leap, and I think he did it in a, you know, defense is effort. That's all it is. And a lot of players will just check out and decide that, you know, they don't want to put in that work because their offense is, you know, good enough. Zach Levine's offense was legit last year. He definitely made a leap last year, but he's actually made a leap in the defensive end, which is probably like the least fun leap and one that takes the, the greatest amount of effort. So I just want to give him, give him a shout out. No, I like that pick. He's, he's definitely a fun player to watch too. So he's going to fit right into into what you want in an all-star game. For me, I need someone who's going to be able to, you know, get these lobs up to some of my athletic players here. So I want to go with Chris Paul. I need someone who needs who can control a game when, when it gets tight or to push the pace when things are, you know, going smoothly and free-flowing. So Chris Paul, maybe I need a general there. Kind of mad about that because I think that there's going to be trouble in paradise with LeBron James and Kyrie Irving being on the same team. And I thought we needed a real NBA PA representative to mediate their dysfunction. <laughs> so I was, I was really hoping to land Chris Paul. Um, I'm going to go with, wow, we haven't even, no one's picked this guy yet. I'm going to James Harden. Yeah. Okay. Good. I think honestly, my team so far, James Harden, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, maybe my like least favorite players off the court in terms of, in terms of, <laughs> but uh, hey, let's have hey, fun you're with it. You're, you're looking to win. You're looking to win. So do whatever you got to do, man. Don't, don't get personalities involved in here. Uh, for me, next pick, you know, I need a guy that's going to be able to shut down your, your go-to guy late in the, Played in the uh, All-Star game, so I'm going to go with Ben Simmons. Probably my pick for defensive player of the year. Um, his ability to guard all positions at 6'10", you know, grind it up in the post or, you know, shuffle his feet up in the, on the finger with the best. So going with my number one stopper, Ben Simmons. Also, Ben Simmons is the most hated and underappreciated player in the NBA in my opinion because Philly fans are ruthless and have always been uh they've always had that reputation of being ruthless and Philly fans don't really know what they have with Ben Simmons like when they play the Lakers like if they ever get to the finals and they have to play the Lakers they're going to realize what they have in Ben Simmons because he's literally the only guy that can maybe guard LeBron James in some capacity in the league mm-hmm so, yeah, same with uh, if they play Milwaukee, he'll be on Giannis. If they play Boston, he'll be on Tatum. If they play Brooklyn, he'll be on KD. Like, like give they, me Ben Simmons. Like, but yet Philly's so hung up on his shooting. And that's it's a Philly woe. It's a Philly yeah. woe. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you there, for sure. My next pick is going to be D. Mitchell which we should probably talk about right now. He went last in this week's draft with LeBron and KD. What, what do you think is up with that? I, I don't know. I don't know what, what's going on with that. I think, yeah, they're just a small market team. Uh, I'm not sure if there's beef between some of these guys. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not too sure. Maybe teams are just mad that a, a team like Utah is leading the league, getting three all-stars, not happy about uh, some of their teammates 
maybe getting in for for a guy like Gobert or Mitchell or Conley, you know, guys that have never been superstars in the league. So um, that, that's my that's my thinking. I'm not too sure. I don't know if there's any any internal beat between these guys, but you know, Donovan Mitchell, Indidas, um asset superstar. You know, I, I love his game. He he always brings it in the playoffs. So I like that pick. He he could be a guy that goes on a little streak in the All Star game, and you know, never know if he can uh, be a candidate for that MVP there. Uh, for me, again, I think I already have Kawhi in there. I want to pick his uh, partner uh, in LA. Go with another guy that's going to give you great defense late in game. I'm going to go with Paul George. Paul George, D J O R D J E. <laughs> my next, my next pick is going to be Julius Randle. I'm going to give it I, one thing I got to say is, is New York fans. They are pretty passionate and I really like how they're jumping on board and buying into this specific team. They've been such a privileged franchise for so long. And, you know, they got Christmas day games when they had like the worst team and they, they had like that Novak guy as like their franchise player for a year and they had Christmas day games, but you know, this is like a legit solid foundation that they've built. Uh, they yeah. actually have a product that's fun to watch. Like, I think I actually watched like the third and fourth quarter of a Knicks game for the first time in maybe 10 years mm-hmm. on uh, on uh, League Pass. So, like, shout out to New York. I'm, I'm happy that they're buying into this specific team because they're not a sexy team by any means. They're coached by Tom Thibodeau. Like, Tom Thibodeau teams are not fun to watch. Um, Todd Gibson is going to be 50 as long he's gonna, <laughs> as long as Thibodeau is going to be a coach, Todd Gibson is going to be a player. Same, same with same with D Rose. D same Rose. With D Rose gonna, so D Rose is going to keep releasing sneakers with Adidas as long as you know Tibbs is his coach. So let's get it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Joe Joe Kim Noah made a made another appearance in the NBA. But yeah, going to go with Julius Randle. <laughs> he, he actually retired the other day. Noah did so. That's out of the question, but okay. So my pick, you know, I want to go with more more defensive minded players here. I'm going to go with uh, Jalen Brown. I don't even know what my strategy is anymore, but I think I got you. I think I got you on this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The strategy is pick, pick the worst player and then try to try to hype up your team somehow with with, with guys like Julius Randle. <laughs> well, you're not going to like this one. Because my next pick is DeMontis Sabonis. I like Sabonis, actually. I like him a lot. Uh, yeah, he's, he's not like the best defensive player, but he, he's, he's definitely a, a big that I like watching. He's obviously offensive-minded, but, uh, you know, great kid, great father. Uh, and I like, I like his game. Did you say great father? Yeah, like his father, sorry. Oh, I thought you meant like he was a great parent. No, no, sorry. All right, I'll go with another ball handler. No, Chris Paul, CP3, needs a little rest. You already picked CP3. I No, 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 I'm going to go with go with uh, his, his backup, man. Come on, give me some oh. time here. I'm going to go with Mike Conley. First time All-Star, baby. Let's go. Good pick, good pick. 
I think that leaves me with one choice here. No, I, I think there's two. You, you either get the Serb or you get the Frenchman. I'm taking I'm taking the Serb one hundo. So like that leaves you with Gobert. See, I'm not surprised that Gobert went last, but Donovan Mitchell shouldn't have went last. No, no, definitely not. Yeah, Go Gobert definitely rubs some guys the wrong way. Uh, the way you know, I think one year he he wasn't elected to the All Star game. He started crying. And then, obviously, everything with COVID last year, he was kind of the scapegoat for that when the world shut down. So I think there's still, you know, some residual impact there. Uh, but honestly, I like his game. The, the only thing is, like, is, is he really your, the best defender in the league when he can't be on the floor for crunch time against, like, yeah, like the, the Houston Rockets or a team that goes small ball? Like, is he going to be able to guard Draymond Green in the – uh, in the late minutes of the game, um, when he's surrounded by shooters, like there's times where they've had to take him off court because of the matchups, and that's the only thing with him. Like he's a great, you know, uh, rim runner, uh, got up, you know, opens the floor for a lot of um, plays that like Donovan Mitchell and only want to do. But uh, I'm I'm not a big fan of his game, but I'll, I'll take him. I'll take him. Yeah, he got absolutely exposed uh, earlier this week by Joel Embiid, actually, of all people. Mm -hmm. um, Joel Embiid made it very clear, you know, who's who's the better player and who has the upper hand in that matchup. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of focus on Utah right now, and it's going to be a very crucial second half of the season for them because, you know, they're they've obliterated the league in this first half, their first place in the West. They're playing a extremely fun brand of basketball right now, but a lot of, a lot of eyes are on them right now. And people are, you know, doing the debate of whether their success is legit or not. And it's going to be very interesting to see if they can rise up to this pressure, because um, like we've said time and time again, we've seen these regular season successes. We've seen Toronto, we've seen Milwaukee, you know, even that 70, to win golden state team like they didn't win the championship so you can chalk them up as a regular season success as well mm -hmm. um, we've seen this before and you know utah is interesting because they don't have proven superstars just yet so it's going to be it's gonna be fun to see you know who they really are in the second half of the season yeah exactly exactly it's, it's always nice to see one of these teams that aren't loaded with superstars aren't um composed of guys that you know, left the original franchise and try to, you know, join a super team. So I'm rooting for them, man. I like their team. I like Mike Conley. Um, I like Donovan Mitchell. Rudy Gobert, I'm still iffy on, but I think if he has a strong playoff performance in this upcoming uh, playoff series or playoff uh, league, whatever, they'll, they'll be good. We'll be fine. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, one of the best takes on – Utah that I heard this year was actually from Stephen A. Smith. And it was with regards, you know, Max Kellerman, I guess, was asking him how legit he thinks the Utah Jazz are. And he didn't even reference a player. And I will, I'll paraphrase this, but he actually referenced their coaching staff. And I guess if you go down their coaching staff, not, you know, not just with Quinn Snyder, but every, everyone else under him, if you were to sort of walk down that coaching staff and see their history and what they're about and where they came from, they're, they're solid. They are solid from uh, from the top down. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they 
they made it to the Western Conference Finals. I'll be surprised if they win, but I wouldn't be surprised if they made it to the top two in the West. Well, I got $40 on it, so I hope they do as well. <laughs> um, no, Tuan, it was fun doing this draft with you, my man. Um, let's, let's do a little MVP tracker real quick. It's been maybe three or four podcasts since we, since we had Dayon on and we were talking about our MVP picks. Um, I think we all sort of had Nikola Jokic on our radar as a runner-up, or if not the MVP. But, you know, the Nuggets are going to have a very interesting second half of the season as well because his MVP race and his legitimacy is contingent on, honestly, the rest of the team and where they finish on the standing. So what are your thoughts with that? Uh, yeah, it, it, it will come down to if they are able to be a top four team in the West. Uh, the only MVP that I can think of that had a, you know, a just a, above 500 record and not be in the top four was Westbrook when he had that triple-double campaign and it, it hadn't been seen in so many years and everyone was just, you know, on that hype train for a triple-double. So he, he, he won that. But, um, yeah, I don't think Jokic will get it if they're not top four. He's playing outstanding basketball, though. I love watching him play. He's He's one of my top three players to watch in the NBA. Um, you know, I, I always try to tune into to their game because Jamal's playing on that team and they got young guys like Michael Porter Jr. So they're an exciting team and they had a great playoff run last year. But yeah, they, they need to be a top four team. Um, right now, Joel Embiid is playing super well on, on the other on the other conference. And he's leading Sixers to that top record. And if, he, if he's able to maintain that number one record out East, play well uh, for the remaining of the season, I think he has a lockdown. It's just if, if the 76ers crumble, if Joel gets hurt or Ben Simmons gets hurt and they, they you know don't play as well in the second half, then there might be a little uh, gaping hole there for, for Jokic to, to come out of the race, but right now I don't, I don't see it. Jokic is playing, in my opinion, uh, the best basketball in the NBA. And the fact that the rest of his team can't rise to the occasion is just kind of sad. Like I'm really rooting for Jamal, obviously Kitchener native um, and just rooting for that guy because he had a such, he had such a uh, legitimate bubble run. And I remember it was him and Donovan Mitchell, and they were sort of the two most exciting players to look forward to for this season. And, you know, Donovan Mitchell is doing his thing, but Jamal just sort of, he, he wasn't able to make that leap. Um, I think if they can find a way to finish top four in the West, then it should go to Nikola Jokic. I'm not too thrilled about the Joel Embiid uh, pick. So, you know, if it's not Jokic, I would honestly just say, give it to LeBron. Let's feed, it, <laughs> let's feed into that narrative. <laughs> um, because he can like LeBron can honestly be in the top three every single year. Um, he can, he can, you can always make a case for him as MVP. And if we're not going to give it to Jokic, let's throw it to LeBron. Yeah, no, I, I agree there. LeBron should win it every year, really, when, when it comes down to it. It's just the narrative that's being built around whatever season um, they're playing in. But I'm, I'm not, honestly, if Joel is able to keep that seed in a competitive East, if he was able to fend off Brooklyn and fend off Milwaukee or Boston in there, um, then, you know, why not? 
why not? Well, well you know what? Soon? Like the other thing too about Joel Embiid, like you could honestly, the narrative for him could be he kind of started playing basketball late. He's a basketball uh, beyond borders product, and it would actually be pretty cool to see that. For um, sure. But uh, but yeah, like I'm I'm rooting for Denver for the second half of the season. I really hope that you. Know, it, it's so funny because like you know we were we we're giving Westbrook so much praise for that triple double season, but Jokic versus Westbrook is the epitome of empty calories. Like mm-hmm. look at how Jokic is, you know, averaging basically a triple double. I think he's a he's an assist shy of a triple double. He's in the 50, 40, 90 club. He's doing it in such an efficient way, yet we were all so, you know, so hyped up about Westbrook's empty triple-double, you know, three years ago. Yeah, we, we, we got lost in the, in the novelty there, in the, in the shine that we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, and, yeah, I, I'm on the same boat with him, man. I, I, I want Jokic, and I'm hoping and I'm cheering that he wins, that they can get their shit together, and he's a top two, top three candidate eventually and we'll see we'll see how that race unravels last thing i want to the last thing i want to say about Jokic is if i'm denver i would act with a sense of urgency because a guy like Jokic, given given his weight given his height you know if he gets a lower body injury like that would be devastating to this guy's career so you can't you can't take a guy like Jokic for granted and i think that denver sort of shot themselves in the foot by making porter jr and jamal murray indispensable i think that if they could have a do-over, you know, you might want to consider making, you know, Jamal Murray tradable. Like Jamal mm-hmm. is a an extremely valuable trade piece. And if they could have gotten a guy like James Harden, mm-hmm. it would have been huge. Like you literally have a unicorn on your team. And I, my, I never want this to happen, but my concern is like if something were to happen to Jokic uh, health-wise, given his height, given his weight, like he's, he's a lower body injury away from, from a devastating, something devastating. Well, to, to, Den- to Denver's um, defense, I don't think anyone really thought he could play at this level. Um, no, at for this sure. Career, so what- at, at, this, at this stage in his career, um, you know, it's just that Jamal and Michael Porter Jr. are just lacking a little behind, but, they're still a team to, to to be dealt with, and yeah, it's, he's accelerated his pro- progress so much, his development so much that you know it's just like oh shit, like we, we got a top three guy on our team now. Like obviously he was like a all all NBA first team last year, and they they, they knew what he got, but he's taken another step up uh, to be really a perennial MVP candidate for for, for the receive a future if he's able to play with the style at this pace at his level um incredible player man incredible incredible player but yeah no all i'm saying is like i think you got to kind of ask yourself like how indispensable is porter jr jamal and you might have to think about you know making a splash to you know surround him by someone legit like get bradley beal yeah let's start talking about that like maybe do a jamal porter jr for bradley beal like get the leading scorer in the nba beside this guy because he is that good. You need to put him, you need to put like all NBA around this guy. I'm, I'm, I totally agree. I totally agree. They, they need to make a move soon or they're going to get lost in the shuffle with the West. It's just so strong. If they were in the East, man, no problem. Keep your team. You're going to be able to run the East for the next 10 years. But you're out in the West with Doncic, with Curry, with 
you know, with Kawhi and PG still looming around for the next three, four years, like it's going to be tough. It's going to be a bloodbath. And yeah, it's, it's going to be tough for them to, again, come out of the, the West, especially with LeBron still, LeBron and AD, again, still looming around. And we haven't mentioned their names about it. So. No, absolutely. Well, hey, I will, I will let you go. Um, enjoy the rest of your Sunday afternoon. It was really fun doing this draft, really fun doing the, uh, the MVP tracker. Um, yeah, let's, let's enjoy all-star. Let's enjoy the all-star game and wish we could wish we could watch together. I know. Unfortunately, we can watch together, but, uh, we will definitely do a, a pod on a, a nice little recap of the, the events and the game itself, but yeah, man, enjoy. It's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a really good one and hopefully the stars come out. Absolutely. And hey, just real quick shout out. I wanted to do this in the beginning of the podcast, but shout out to Jesse again for jumping on our podcast. That was a lot of fun. Um, it was nice and it was nice, short and sweet. And it was very, uh, it was very nice of him to uh, jump on with us. Yeah, Jesse was awesome, man. Such a, such a down to earth guy. And a lot of people have been messaging me actually saying how like cool that pod was because they had only like um, heard it, like heard about it here and there, and they hadn't really gotten to to learn more about Top Shop, but that was like their launch pad to get into it. So, you know, we got, we, we just added a few more guys to that, to that 200,000 or 200,000 person lineup for these packs. So not sure that was the best, best thing to do, but, <laughs> but I think a lot of people enjoyed that. Enjoy the fun. Sure. Yeah. And uh, to our listeners, Tuan and I actually were able to snag a couple of uh, Top Shop packs yesterday. We drank the Kool-Aid. Uh, Jesse, Jesse convinced us and uh, we're, we're proud. I'm a proud owner of a Mike Connolly moment, a Jay Crowder moment and a Anthony Davis spin move dunk moment, actually, which I'm actually, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I got, I got a, I got a Steph, Steph Curry, like legit. It was a nice, it was a nice play. Um, I forgot who it was against. I got a, a, a Josh Akogi moment it was like twenty four thousand out of twenty five thousand so that's worth pennies and then i got a paul george dunk on uh not a zubox on uh on someone else but it was a nice dunk but i don't think it's worth that much because the the zero number wasn't wasn't very low so you know just getting our feet wet in there it's definitely interesting i got pretty hyped the music was really good but like the, the visuals are pretty dope and it's just cool to see what what these cards are getting valued at when uh when you look at the market yeah, the user experience was pretty nice. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you know, you're waiting in the lobby, the anticipation's there, you finally land one, the music starts playing, you get to click to open. Um, you know, you don't know who you have, you click it, it shows you who you have. I was pumped when I saw Jerry Car- Crowder hitting that three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of like, man, it brings me back to like my childhood where I used to like buy so much Pokemon cards and like open them with my friends and like show them off. So definitely a nost- nostalgic feel and it's cool to have that type of feeling with basketball too right it's like a cool thing and when i got stuff for my girl this is a pretty sick card it's a sick play and yeah great great presentation i, I really enjoyed uh just opening up the pack and going through that process absolutely well hey i'm gonna let you go you enjoy the rest of your sunday um and we'll talk soon yeah good job man um, yeah thanks for listening. absolutely take care yeah take care.